Now batting for the Cubs corner, the host, Anthony Pasquale. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cubs Corner. My name is Anthony Pasquale, and this episode is presented, as always, by our great friends at Coach's Bar and Grill, located at 6169 North Northwest Highway on the northwest side of Chicago. Great food, always a great time, and as always, made by the neighborhood for the neighborhood. So make sure to get to Coach's and support them, especially during this time of crisis. So the Cubs season finally begins on Friday. And the MLB season officially begins Thursday, so I had a hunch that some of our fans would have some burning questions about this shortened COVID rule 60-game season. So let's get into some questions from our fans. First of all, will the season make it to award a championship? That's from Eric Liss. I personally think that there will be a championship awarded. I think they'll make it all the way to then. Obviously, it's difficult with players testing positive, potentially some coaches, and trying to orchestrate the whole getting fans back into the ballpark, but I think MLB has it sorted out enough to that they will last a full season or a 60-game season at that and award a winner. The next question is, how will David Ross handle his rookie year? That's from Michael Corhonan. I think David Ross is in a challenging position, but so is every manager in the league, And if you think about it this way, David Ross is never seen managing in any other capacity. So it almost puts him at an advantage compared to a guy like, say, Joe Madden, who is so used to doing things in a different way. Obviously, it's going to be a challenge for Ross. It's going to be a challenge for everybody. But I think David Ross has a good grip on the locker room and a good command of the clubhouse. I think that's more than enough to keep everything mentally above zero for this year, and I think David Ross will have a solid rookie year as manager. I personally think for his rookie year to not be a bust, which is our next question from Frankie Mott and Sean McGing, I think that David Ross needs to make the playoffs this year to get his career and tenure as manager started on the right track. Next question, it's a two-parter from Lizette Schroeder, who will win MVP and who will win rookie of the year? So, I'll start with MVP in the American League. I think you got to go with the easy pick here. It's Mike Trout. I mean, the guy does MVP things every time he steps on the field. But since that is a fairly easy pick, I'll change it up a little bit and go with the backup option. I think Aaron Judge has a big year for the Yankees. I think he'll get the MVP that he should have gotten in 2017 when Jose Altuve was named the MVP despite cheating. I think Aaron Judge gets the MVP in the AL, if not Mike Trout. Then in the National League, I think you got to look at some of the teams that are expected to have good years. You know, you look at the Braves, you look at the Dodgers, you look at, you know, maybe the Cubs, maybe the Cardinals. I think Ronald Acuna Jr. has a great shot to win MVP just because he does so many things. He steals bases, hits for average, and he hits the crap out of the ball. I think he's a good option. Mookie Betts in potentially his one and only year in Los Angeles with the Dodgers could be an option. Of course, you got to look at Cody Bellinger and Christian Yelich to repeat their great seasons. And I'll give you a dark horse candidate in the National League. How about Fernando Tatis? He had a great start to his year last year, got banged up, but he was really exciting to watch and the type of guy that could catch lightning in a bottle for 60 games and end up winning the most valuable player. Now we'll switch to Rookie of the Year. 
I think in the American League, the easy choice is Luis Robert, or Luis Robert, excuse me, of the White Sox. You saw in the two exhibition games against the Cubs, he really just commands the batter's box, struck out badly against Hendricks, but adjusted and got a hit his second time around. You know, some people are even saying that he'll be the next Mike Trout. Obviously, those are some high words for a guy that hasn't played an official game yet, but I like his chances to win Rookie of the Year, and that's a good start to any career, if you ask me. In the National League, there are a couple of different options. A lot of people like Gavin Lux, but I think it's going to come from the Washington Nationals. While I don't expect them to have as good of a season as they did a year ago, I think their third baseman, Carter Keyboom, will have a good year. And, you know, I think a lot of people are expecting that to be a hole on Washington's roster with Anthony Rendon now in L.A. with Joe Madden, Mike Trout, and the Angels. But I think Carter Keyboom's going to be a prime candidate to break out the season and win Rookie of the Year in the National League for the Nationals. Our next question is from a good friend of mine, Zan Bando. He says, do you think Marquee Sports Network will be a success in the long-term future of the Cubs? Well, let me tell you, I'm going to answer this in two parts because you said long-term. Long-term, yes, and I'll get to that in a minute, but short-term, it's been a, almost a failure thus far. You started it in February. You're struggling to get deals with all of the different places that people buy TV from. You know, Comcast is still looking for a deal. Xfinity was hard to get. DirecTV, they got pretty much right away. They looked for alternative options at YouTube TV and Hulu, and now some of those are falling through. First steps first, you got to make sure people can watch. And the Cubs thus far and Marquee Sports Network has failed to do that. Um, And, you know, with no baseball, what, what is there to watch? How many times can you watch the Ryan Sandberg game and how many times can you watch Kerry Woods striking out 20 guys? Great moments in Cubs history, but I've seen him about three times since March, and that's not even as many times as they've shown him. I think having baseball on the channel, live baseball will help for sure, and I think long-term it could help to funnel some money back into the Cubs, which they've seemed to desperately need over the last couple of off-seasons. Next question comes from a Sox fan that I know named Brian Ketza. Why are the Cubs going to miss the playoffs for the second year in a row? A little bit cocky from Sox fan there, but I'll tell you what would happen for the Cubs to miss the playoffs. And the obvious answer here is they lose health. You know, the lineup did not look the same against the Sox in those exhibition games without Anthony Rizzo, who has had some back spasms. Jose Quintana injured himself doing the dishes. Not exactly sure how that happens, but that's another thing. You know, in 60 games, even a hamstring injury could keep you out half the year, almost the entire season. So you got to stay healthy. And the other big thing is pitching. This is going to come down to a 60-game sprint, sprint. Excuse me, who can get the most outs and do so efficiently. And those are the things that are going to go wrong for the Cubs if things go wrong, pitching and health, in my opinion. Next question is, is the bullpen going to hold up this year? That's from Nate Huzenes. I think that's the million-dollar question for the Cubs in this season. You know, they have a solid rotation. They're getting older. Lester, Hendricks, Darvish, Quintana once he's healthy, Chatwood, and Alec Mills will get some starts. The the bullpen is going to be a merry-go-round of guys that David Ross is going to try to see who has it and who doesn't. Craig Kimbrell, as of now, is the closer, but we'll see how he plays in his second year with the Cubs. 
Rowan Wick is, and Kyle Ryan are both coming off of breakout years, but can they sustain that? Ryan Tapera, Colin Rea, Jarrell Cotton, a lot of these smaller moves, small risk, small reward, but they need to get outs. And, you know, Jarrell Cotton didn't look too good. You know, Tapera's slider did, but we'll see how that goes. I think that's a really tough question to answer. Will the bullpen hold up? I'll say I hope so, and I think so, but I'm not 100% positive that either of those two things are going to happen. Next question, will John Lester return to form? That is also from Nate Huzenis. I personally think he will, and I'll tell you why. I think a 60-game season helps a guy like John Lester. You look at his last two years where, you know, his numbers haven't been great by the end of the year. He was on all-star Cy Young below three ERA pace in the first two first halves of those two seasons. So the thing is, you know, you limit that first half. The whole season this year is a first half, about 10 starts max for a guy like John Lester, who has pedigree to pitch down the stretch. Now you're taking down the stretch and making that the beginning of the year. John Lester is made for this type of season. I think he will return to form and end up being one of the Cubs' best pitchers right here in 2020. Next question is from my brother, Michael Pasquale. He asks, is Rizzo's back a concern? Obviously, it is a concern because you never want arguably your best player to have to miss any time, especially in a shortened season. But this isn't anything particularly that I am frightened about, that I need to worry about, because in reality, he's been battling the same injury for the last six or seven years. Sometimes it flares up and he'll miss maybe a week's worth of games, but it's usually not something that bothers him through an entire season or something that takes off some power. And I also think that now that he is in a little bit of a better shape, down 25, I believe maybe even 30 pounds from working out during quarantine, I think that'll help Rizzo to stay in shape, stay healthy, and stay on top of things during this 60-game sprint. I personally think he's going to be the Cubs' MVP this season. Next question, and our final question from the fans before we wrap this episode up. What will it take for the Cubs to win the division? Now I'll go back to the question of what will it take for the Cubs to miss the playoffs, not having health, and not having solid pitching. So flip those two things over. Staying healthy and having solid pitching is a great recipe to have success in a 60-game season. It's all about consistency in your lineup. You know, you're not going to be able to give Ian Happ and Albert Almora and David Bodie and Victor Caratini all of the at-bats that you want to this year just because there's not that many at-bats to have. So it's about, offensively, it's about consistency and it's about your depth. Can you have a guy like Caratini start every five days and still hit well? Can you have a guy like Almora start every other couple games and hit well? Because you know your Bryants, your Rizzos, your Baez, Contreras, they're all going to hit. And it seems like Schwarber's on that track too, coming off a 38 homer, 92 RBI year. So it's all going to come down to your depth offensively and if you can get outs on the mound. And I think, you know, with the Cubs roster built the way it is, they're a little bit thin at some positions. And the bullpen is a giant question mark, but I think you got the big boppers to carry you both in your offense and Bryant and Rizzo and Baez and your pitching staff with Hendricks and Lester and Darvish, to name just a few. So I think for the Cubs to win the division, they got to stay healthy. 
They need to have a starting rotation that's solid. I think the bullpen will work itself out. David Ross will do his best to figure that out in his first season. And the depth offensively, you need you need a guy like Ian Happ to break out. You need a Nico Horner to go nuts. Something like that to really lengthen this lineup because it's a, it's a scary lineup. You go Bryant, Rizzo, Baez, Schwarber, Contreras off the bat. Nobody wants to face those five guys. Then if you're six, seven, eight, some combination of Hayward or Kipnis or Horner or Hap or Elmora, some combination of those guys, even Caratini, to get hot and be a great bet down the stretch for this 60-game sprint will be the key to the Cubs having a full-rounded team and winning the division. Because personally, I think the Brewers are not the team they used to be. They're very thin on pitching, and their lineup is getting older. I think the Pirates are going to be one of the worst teams in baseball. So it's down to the Reds, Cubs, and Cardinals. Cardinals roster lost Marcelo Zuna, but they did get healthy pitching-wise. So it's kind of a give and take there. And I think the Reds improved a ton, but will it translate on the field? They look good on paper, but will it translate on the field? I think the Cubs take the division at 36-14, and and I think the Cubs win the division. I think the Reds could slip into the playoffs as a wild card team, but we'll see how that turns out. When the Cubs start their season and go all the way through it, we start the season Friday at 6.10 p.m. on ESPN, Cubs against the Brewers. Kyle Hendricks getting the opening day nod, which I personally agree with 100%. For those of you curious prediction-wise, I think the Cubs take game one of 60, 5-2 over the Brewers on Friday night. If you have any more questions that you'd like answered, find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat. I'd be happy to answer any questions, and if I get enough, I'd be happy to do another podcast. But for now, that'll do it for this episode of the Cubs Corner. As always, this episode is brought to you by Coach's Bar and Grill and available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and the Cubs HQ website. But for now, thank you all for coming to the Cubs Corner.